This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello everyone, my name is Tim Howard, Technical Services Consultant in the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors answer any advice technical related queries you might have. Last week was episode 54 of our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar series where I spent time discussing spouse contribution splitting strategies with the audience. Given the number of questions and interactions during the live session, I thought today a good chance to revisit some of the key discussion points from the webinar. So how can members of a couple effectively use the various tax and retirement saving benefits of superannuation to jointly benefit as they accumulate their retirement savings? While an individual cannot split their accumulated retirement savings with their spouse without removing and then re-contributing the amount to the super system, they can split eligible contributions and up to certain limits with their spouse each year. But when can this be done and who can benefit? Firstly, a spouse of a person includes another person, whether of the same or different sex, with whom the person is in a registered relationship under state or territory law, or another person, although not legally married to that person, lives with the person on a genuine domestic basis in a relationship as a couple. In addition, there are some age-based restrictions. While there's no age limit for the spouse initiating the contribution split, the receiving spouse must be either under their preservation age or aged between their preservation age and age 65 and not yet retired. A spouse would be considered retired when they've reached their preservation age and an arrangement under which they were gainfully employed has ceased and they never intend again to become gainfully employed, either on a full-time or a part-time basis. These age-related conditions effectively prevent amounts being split to a spouse who has met a condition of release and would therefore be able to immediately access the contribution. Now, only certain types of contributions known as splittable contributions can be transferred to a superannuation account in the name of an individual spouse. A splitting amount can also be transferred to to an account uh, with the same or a different trustee to where the individual currently has their superannuation invested. So what contributions can be split? Well, splittable contributions include such contributions as personal deductible contributions, employer contributions, including superannuation guarantee, salary sacrificed amounts, award and voluntary employer contributions, such as payments to super to fund insurance premiums. Important to note, contribution splitting is also only available to members of accumulation funds and does not extend to defined benefit funds. Now, when an amount is split to an eligible spouse, the amount known as a contribution splitting superannuation benefit and is considered a rollover from the original contributing spouse over to the receiving spouse. The original contribution therefore counts towards the contributions cap of the spouse who received or made the contribution in the first instance. The rollover benefit to the receiving spouse then when split will therefore uh, almost always be taxable component uh, and a preserved benefit for that receiving spouse. To initiate a split, the individual must apply to the trustee of their super fund to transfer their eligible splittable contributions made in the previous financial year or for the current financial year 
but only when the member's entire benefit is being rolled over, transferred or otherwise cashed out in that current year. Offering contribution splitting is also at the discretion of the trustee with only one application being able to be made uh, and accepted each year. The amount requested in the splitting application also must not exceed the maximum splittable amount. Now this amount differs between taxed and untaxed funds. For taxed funds, the maximum splittable amount is the lesser of 85% of the member's concessional contributions for the year and the member's concessional contribution cap for that year. An individual's concessional contributions cap may be higher than the general concessional cap in circumstances where they are eligible to carry forward their unused concessional contributions. Where an individual makes additional contributions under the carry forward measure, the maximum amount they can split will include any carry forward concessional contributions they may have made. Now for untaxed funds, the maximum splittable amount is 100% of your employer contributions, including any amount salary sacrificed. However, the split cannot exceed the concessional contributions cap for the year, which again includes an individual's eligible carry forward concessional contributions cap space. Now, while such concessional contributions to untaxed funds count toward an individual's contribution cap for determining amounts that can be contributed to a tax scheme, these contributions are not capped when made to an untaxed scheme. Remember also from 1 July 2017, you cannot claim a deduction for personal contributions made to untaxed funds anymore. So what does an acceptable contribution splitting application look like? And what are the key timing considerations for spouse contribution splits? The window for lodging a contribution splitting application with the trustees generally limited to the financial year immediately after the contributions were made. For example, an application for contributions made in the 21-22 financial year would need to be accepted by the trustee by 30 June 2023. There may also be some additional timing considerations uh, to take into account. For example, where the member also intends to claim a deduction for the personal super contribution they wish to split, it is essential the member provides the trustee with a notice of intent to claim a deduction for their personal contribution before they lodge their spouse contribution splitting application. So where are the potential benefits for clients in splitting contributions with their spouse? Look, for couples in the accumulation phase of their working lives, spouse contribution splitting can be a great way to maintain their retirement savings during periods of time out of the workforce, such as when taking on care or responsibilities. For example, where one member of a couple is taking time away from work to provide care for a younger or perhaps older family member, spouse contribution splitting can be a good way to continue to maintain a steady accumulation of their superannuation with the assistance of contribution splits from their working spouse. Even when both members of a couple continue to work where there is a gap in the level of income between one another, increasing the concessional contributions of the higher income earning spouse and then splitting that benefit with the lower income earning spouse can increase the effectiveness of the tax deduction claimed for the contribution. Perhaps even more beneficial is to incorporate such a strategy with assisting to tax effectively fund the life TPD 
or salary continuance insurance premiums in both members' accounts. For those approaching retirement, managing total super balance and personal transfer balance caps uh, is also worth considering. Contribution splitting ahead of time can help, and not just for those approaching the 1.7 million in super. For example, the work test exemption is only available for individuals with a total super balance below $300,000, and you need a total super balance below $500,000 to be eligible to carry forward any unused concessional contributions. For those approaching age pension age, continuing to accumulate super for the benefit of the younger spouse who is yet to reach their age pension age can result in a higher age pension entitlement for the member of the couple when they become eligible for age pension. Similarly, where one member of the couple will meet a condition of release ahead of another, there may be an opportunity to have earlier access to concessional super benefits. Overall, considering managing balances between spouses as a whole, taking age, work status, future retirement intentions and health into account can be a good hedge against any legislative change. As you can now hopefully see, spouse contribution splitting can be a useful strategy to help open up some of the other benefits super has to offer between members of a couple. Well, I hope today's podcast has given you some insight into the key considerations about round spouse contribution splitting. Issues issues such as these are what our team loves to discuss, not only in our fortnightly BT Academy webinar series, uh, but also when we speak to advisors around strategy and legislation support when formulating advice for their clients. Don't forget you can watch all of our previous BT Academy episodes, plus register for upcoming live sessions which will allow you to participate in the live polls, Q&A and discussion by heading to bt.com.au forward slash professional and following the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Matt Manning will be hosting our next webinar, episode 55, on key contribution strategies for the 22-23 financial year, taking place Wednesday 20th of June at midday Australian Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or by email to technical at Thanks for your time and thanks for joining me today. And until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast is being developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.